the plan is i've got my little intro i then have a true or false quiz for you it's very small um is there a forfeit involved no okay thank god (laughs) (laughs) more dancing it's not that big a thing um shall we do the intro we should indeed hi i'm sophie hi i'm mark and this is you know what i like where we sit down each month and flail about something we're unhealthily obsessed with you know what i like pirates Something about pirates has captured our imaginations for hundreds of years. From Treasure Island to Pirates of the Caribbean, the image of a swashbuckling rum-soaked rule breaker has tapped into our cultural imagination. But how much does this stereotypical idea of a pirate relate to the real thing? The golden age of piracy took place between the years of 1700 to 1725. Although pirates have existed for hundreds of years, as did privateers, a few factors combined in these years which allowed them to flourish. First was the existence of a large number of unemployed, able-bodied sailors out of work. Add to this the development of active trade routes full of rich cargo such as sugar, gold and slaves, and wealthy people using ships to travel, and suddenly there was much more to be gained from high seas piracy. A lot of the primary information we know about these pirate crews comes from the General History of Pirates by Captain Charles Johnson, which was published in 1724, which tells of famous names such as Blackbeard, Ned Lowe, Jack Rackham, and many more. Although the true author of this text is unknown, the information contained within implies that it was written by someone with first-hand knowledge of the crews. Our modern perception of pirates is heavily influenced by the novel Treasure Island, first published in serial format between 1881 and 1882, which featured young Jim Hawkins' journey to discover buried treasure with the charmingly deceitful Long John Silver. This portrayal of pirates has influenced so much subsequent media, including things like blockbuster franchise Pirates of the Caribbean and gritty TV series Black Sails. Okay, essentially, we're going to talk about both historical pirates, because I have opinions on them, and then also things like Treasure Island, Black Sails, these interpretations of pirates. I thought it might be fun to do a tiny little true or false quiz. It's so small, it's barely a quiz. Forfeits, forfeits, forfeits. It's just, I'm going to read you like a handful of ideas we have about pirates, one of which is wrong the rest are correct and i want you to pick out which one is incorrect Uh, can i ask a precursor question yes is the theme of this quiz more like a quiz show where i if i know the answer then i'm good or is it more like qi where if i know the answer then it's a trick and i'm wrong i feel like i shouldn't have called it a quiz i'm too competitive obviously like (laughs) I was really just hoping this would be a springing board for some fun pirate facts rather than actually it being a competition. I apologise. I am too competitive. (laughs) It's like five things and one of them... It's not even five. It's four things and one of them isn't true. I'm sorry for breaking the structure. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, right. Statement number one. Some pirates had peg legs and eye patches. Statement number two. Some pirates buried treasure. Statement number three, some pirates stranded people on desert islands. And statement number four, some pirates had parrots. Which one of those do you think is not actually true? I think the parrots is untrue because I don't believe that people could have birds and not have them fly away. You are. 
wrong. Ding, 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 ding. What? That's not the wrong noise. That's the right noise. I know, but it was because I'm right. Okay. <laughs> you turned it into a competition. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so some pirates did indeed have parrots. At the It wasn't like a hugely common thing, but there have been instances of it. It's a thing. Um, but not like on their shoulders, I'm assuming. I mean, like, you can train any bird to sit on your shoulder, really. Not like any bird. It's going to fly away, though, isn't it? People who have birds as pets, they sit on their shoulders. Well, they shouldn't. I really don't think you're taking losing very well. I don't like losing. Would you like to know the one that is not true? Yes. Pirates did not bury treasure on treasure islands. Why (gasps) would they do this? As a form of security? Some pirates would, if they have the navy hot on their tail, they might bury treasure for like a day and then come back the next day and get it. But the whole point of pirates is you take your goods, you sell your goods, you make money, you all fuck off and spend your money. Like, what is the benefit of burying all this treasure on a mysterious island and then fucking off? Like... There is no benefit. Like until the heat is gone from the theft that you just did? But like, that's the whole point of pirates is you had like, pirates had like pirate towns where you could go and then you could shunt off all of your gear and turn it into money and then you would spend all your money really quickly because that's like the life of a pirate. Okay, cool. Like, pirates weren't really like, I'm going to save for a rainy day. They were just like, okay, I've made (laughs) my money. I'm going to go spend my money on some booze and ladies and then I'm going to go out and make some more money. I see, I see. So, So they're not doing piracy to set up like a retirement fund or anything no a lot of people didn't also do piracy as a long-term thing some mm. people would do piracy for maybe like a year or two and then you go back and you like pick yourself up a job and settle back down okay yeah that's my fun fact i've learned something today already yeah um mr s has contributed a small bit of information as well for us i'm just gonna read aloud from what he sent me mm-hmm Pirates were a lot more complex than the popular caricatures they now inhabit. Many of the original buccaneers, like William Dampier, were former sailors involved with logging and trading in the Caribbean and were granted letters of marquee by European monarchs, making them privateers, legitimate hunters of foreign ships. Generally, these governments did not care if you attacked and looted ships so long as they were foreign ships. So you could attack and, this is me now, you could attack and loot, like, French ships, but if you'd attacked and looted, like, the British Navy, they'd be pissed. The line between stake-sanctioned privateer and outlaw pirate was wafer-thin, Captain William Kidd being the famous example of paying the price of mistake with his life. Um, as in Billy the Kid? No, Billy the Kid was a cowboy. But, like, it's the same name. (laughs) Sorry, but Captain William Kidd and Billy the Kid are two different human beings. I'm just saying that that, there could have been some link, you don't know. (laughs) Also, Billy the Kid was a nickname because he had a boyish face. His last name wasn't Kid. Well, I don't know facts. (laughs) I'm sorry for interrupting. (laughs) It's okay, you brought much joy to my life with your interruption. (laughs) Contrary to an unruly existence, the articles of Captain Bartholomew Roberts, otherwise known as Barty the, shows an efficient, fair and disciplined world of pirates at sea that gave every member a vote and a share of provisions in the prize, set an eight o'clock curfew, banned gambling, banned sex, restricted fighting, restricted drinking, and somewhat surprisingly, enforced the Sabbath for musicians. So essentially what Mr. S wanted to show is that we have this idea of pirates as like drunken, rousing carousers and stuff like this, which Mm -hmm. in some cases was accurate, but actually there was a lot more discipline involved with pirate ships than we maybe have an idea of, and there were a lot more pirate ships that were also like fairly strict on certain things. Okay. 
So my general thing that I wanted to pick your brain on is you just said that pirates weren't always as bad as people um, perceived them to be. But they were still stealing from people and threatening people and like probably killing people. So why do you think that pirates have have become so like so like approved of in terms of their portrayals um first of all i will say that obviously pirates were not like a homogenous entity of course. so like yeah oh yeah no so like there were definitely pirates who like did awful awful things like if i remember correctly ned low was a piece of fucking work mm-hmm. there were also i think the thing is is something that i like about pirates and its specific types of pirates is the 1700s was a time of a lot of inequality you know this is when the slave trade is thriving this is when um the rich are incredibly rich and the poor were incredibly poor like there is a nature of pirates in some form that is like transgression and rebellion against this imperialistic thing so Mm -hmm. like and i'm i would like to very much clarify this is not all pirates some pirates were freed slaves who pirate ships would raid them they would free the slaves and the slaves would become pirates themselves they would be free men and they would be pirates Mm -hmm. there's that element of transgressing boundaries like for example some of my favorite pirates are um Anne Bonny and Mary Reed Anne Bonny and Mary Reed are two different women who um disguised themselves as men and they took to the seas and they became pirates and they um may or may not have also been in a relationship Mm -hmm. obviously killing people is not great but actually pirates were try to avoid killing people where possible if a pirate could intimidate you by first of all having a bigger ship than you if possible second of all that's part of the reason why pirate flags and the jolly roger existed is they were meant to symbolize to you the fear of pirates and by intimidating you if you could give them your goods without there being a fight involved and then you all sail off happy days Mm -hmm. they weren't always coming around and killing people and like devastating ships and stuff like they might put you in the smaller ship steal your bigger ship and fuck off into the sunset but they're not all people who were like rampantly murdered and stuff like this absolutely some pirates did that and that's not like what i'm not like yay for that yes but at the same time, like the, a lot of the time, the people they're stealing from are representatives of like governments. And these are governments that are involved in exploiting loads of people and stuff like this. Like there is an element of enjoying the fact that like pirates, you know, it's not very Robin Hood. It's not like stealing from the rich to give to the needy. Yeah. Like I was thinking that. Yeah. You know, it's it's not that by your any means. But like when you look back on this time when you're like, well, these things which already are being taken from the country that they were like made in or originated from like sugar and stuff like this and being taken to britain like why is the british government more entitled to them than your bloke who just stood them up with a gun like Mm -hmm. okay in some ways so like you know it's it's by all means i do think there is definitely a critique to be had of pirates as heroes absolutely let's not look at them for like our moral standpoints but also like being interested in history there is a lot of history which you're like wouldn't want to actually be there but it's quite fun and cool to learn about Uh for example like blackbeard was definitely a fearsome man who killed a lot of people but i also think he was kind of cool (laughs) (laughs) because it's like these intimidation factors 
there's so much of what rules do pirates break and what rules do pirates enforce Mm -hmm. like in many ways being part of a pirate ship like as um mr s mentioned in his thing like pirate ships if you're part of certain crews you would they would have these like uh, rules in place so that depending where you ranked you would all everyone would get a share of everything and the share would relate to like how long you've been on the crew um what skills you brought to the table stuff like this Mm -hmm. there was like a very much democratic element to certain pirate crews and stuff like this like captains would be voted in and sworn in and stuff like that that's why you had as well like first mate and quartermaster and stuff like this to like represent the pirate crew's views to the captain I think when you start to look at like the social structures of pirates, also the fact that like pirate towns exist, I find that quite interesting because one of those things I mentioned in my intro, which is like what factors were needed for it to be possible to have a flourishing um, pirate trade is like this limitation of the law. So it just is quite interesting that you were able to have towns which were run by pirates, which were pirate towns, because like that seems so wild now. You know, just like, oh, here's Nassau in the Caribbean and like, oh yeah, the pirates just run it. So like, if you can get away with your treasure to Nassau, you can sell your goods. But like, it somehow works because yeah. it feels like it would be like um, constantly like I'm um, on the verge of collapse or something. Yeah, you're just like, how would a pirate town even function? Yeah. Like, it must have functioned because it did. Yeah. In time, the navy became much more powerful. They were able to like reclaim these towns and stuff like that. But it's still interesting oh, that yeah. they existed. Okay. Like, um, do you have, like, any pirates, like, in particular that, like, you go towards? I I just really like Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. I know more about the life of Anne Bonny than of Mary Reed. But essentially, um, do you know the pirate Jack Rackham? No. Also sometimes known as Calico Jack. Nope. He's one of the um, more famous pirate captains. Mm-hmm. Anne Bonny and he were involved. So Anne Bonny is um, Irish. Um, her mum died when she was quite young and then her dad would dress her as a boy. And then she essentially, shenanigans ensue. She ends up stealing away to sea, disguised as a bloke, eventually meets Jack Rackham, who becomes captain of a ship. They're involved and together, they're all, you know, riding the waves, doing that thing. Mary Reed disguised herself as a bloke also. There was a lot of women who disguised themselves as men and became pirates. Like, it wasn't, like, it's not the hugest common thing, but it was also not uncommon. Yeah. Anne Bonny developed a crush on Mark Reed and then made it known to Mark Reed that she was actually a woman and was like, hey, hey, I'm actually Anne. I have a thing for you. At which point Mary Reed had to reveal to Anne that, oh, I'm also secretly a woman? (laughs) Hi. And then Jack Rackham got so jealous of Anne Bonny's relationship with Mark Reed that they then had to reveal to him that Mark Reed was Mary Reed, who was also a woman, because he was, like, getting all jealous about it. I see. That's kind of like a scene in, like, a sitcom or something. Yeah. Where (laughs) they do it to each other, and then they're like, is this a problem? And they're like, I think it's still okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then they go for it anyway. Yeah, so like that's just a particular fave of mine. Yeah, okay. Um, I I do also think that Blackbeard has this like he's definitely like one of the reasons why he's gone down in legend is just that he just seems like so imposing but like in like a he was terrifying way yeah like he used to um twist coils of rope into his bushy beard and light them on fire so it looked like his beard was smoking jeez (laughs) yeah because like he's famous obviously for the giant beard Mm -hmm. but also like um he would have flintlock pistols like a bunch of them and flintlock pistols are notoriously unreliable like the sometimes the flint just doesn't go off if they wouldn't fire he would throw them at people and just take people out like that he's resourceful yeah (laughs) 
But um, as these stereotypical ideas of pirates go, I feel like Blackbeard is probably one that would fulfill more stereotypes than you others would. Mm-hmm. He's he's interesting from that perspective of uh, actually, if you ignore the cultural ideas of pirates that we have, like actually, this guy does seem to be kind of like them. Also, he was a Bristol guy. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Hometown hey. pirate. <laughs> We've got a history of piracy here. We've got to accept it. We do, it. we do. Yeah. So yeah, um, I feel like I'm really rambling. No, no, it's good. Like another aspect that I find really interesting is also pirate flags. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we are familiar with the Jolly Roger, but... um, Whose ship was that? That was um, Jack Rackham. Okay. But other pirates had other flags. So like Blackbeard's flag is a skeleton with a spear that's stabbing a heart. Okay. But it symbolizes yeah. things. So like skeletons are essentially like this is what we're going to do to you you're going to die weapons are indications of like these are the weapons we have you're going to die um sometimes (laughs) sometimes they would have like little devils that's like we're in league with the devil you're gonna die yep i see a theme here (laughs) yes 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 um one guy i i I should remember i've forgotten which guy it was and i'm ashamed one guy specifically his flag he hated this one place so much that he had the initials embroidered into his flag and it was essentially like i'm specifically gonna fuck with you guys wow because like that's how much he hated that one province okay so like pirate flags are like an interesting thing of themselves um i have a question about flags Yes. Why do you think the Jolly Roger is uh, like is like the pirate flag? I think partly just because it's very visually striking. Mm-hmm. Like some of the pirate flags, you look at them and you're like, okay, there's some interpretation to be had here. <laughs> yes. Whereas skull and crossbones slash skull and swords vary to the point. <laughs> okay, well, like um, death and swords. Yeah, death yeah. and violence. Like yeah. that's what that is. Just like simple visual striking. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's partly as well to do with the fact that Jack Rackham was one of the most well-known pirates so that when these things started to end enter into like public consciousness that was one of the ones that stuck if it had belonged to a lesser pirate maybe it wouldn't have stuck so much okay yeah i feel like that's kind of most of what i wanted to say about historical pirates really i just think that there is a lot of like i could go into more detail but also like i don't really want to bore everyone so like how do these versions of pirates like come compare to things like in fiction then are we going to talk about Treasure Island? Yes. That's the one bit of prep that I did for this episode. <laughs> I essentially just made you read Treasure Island because I was like, it would be too much to try and make you read a history of pirates. Oh, just for context, most of the information I got there, a lot of it was from Captain Charles Johnson's um, A General History of Pirates. If you are someone who is interested in learning about historical pirates, it's a very good contemporary source. It is surprisingly readable for being written in 1724. I recommend. Okay. Treasure Island, obviously by Robert Louis Stevenson, is a work of fiction. Mm-hmm. You know you were saying, like, how is it that although pirates did all this, like, bad stuff, like, they're now seen as, like, a cool thing? Mm-hmm. And I would say that it's because of Treasure Island. I do see that from the book because like even like as someone who is not a child anymore i can fully see how seeing this world through the eyes of the main character like it's like a fun adventure yeah because like even though like um people do die like you don't really like dwell on the consequences of it and really it's all pirates and stuff who die well like um bad people die 
Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, all of the heroes are still, like, heroic and stuff. So I, I think Treasure Island um, is definitely that turning point from when pirates became, like, a feared reality mm-hmm. into suddenly becoming a fun fiction. Okay. I also, you know, the captain of Long... The character of Long John Silver is... I would say one of my favorite villains mm-hmm. because he's so you know he's so like would absolutely betray you to follow his own gains but oh, yeah. also he's immensely charming. See like um I went into this cuz like I obviously know the name Long John Silver. Yeah. But but like I didn't know that he was a villain. So like I was like reading the beginning I come I come being like oh like I really like him like he's so friendly and nice <laughs> and he's the chef and he's just like nice to the main character. Yeah. Then I was like oh no. Oh god. Oh god, this has gone so horribly wrong. I've been a terrible judge of character. <laughs> oh, I love that you had that experience. Yeah, that's I did. Great. I did, I really did. Because that's what people at the time would have had. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that him specifically, when you look at, for example, take Pirates of the Caribbean and Captain Jack Sparrow, so much of the likability of Jack Sparrow, I feel, is built upon the likability of Long John Silver. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if Long John Silver hadn't come before, like you wouldn't really have Jack Sparrow, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's the character who, like, you know that you cannot trust him. But you want to be around him a bit because he's entertaining. Yeah, and the adventures and stuff that come with being around that character. Yeah, yeah. Pirates are a great vehicle for adventure. True, yeah. Because there's that element of breaking the rules, but also, like, if you take away some of the murder and stuff like this that was the reality, (laughs) and you turn it into this adventure romp where only the bad guys get hurt, suddenly you've got, like, a lot of fun in your hands. Yeah, like, it's the, like, ability to go on the open sea as well. Yeah. That, like, you've got they've got this world that like even like in the modern day like a lot of people have no experience properly being on open water yeah so like you get to like go to new places in a method that like you still can't really like experience nowadays yeah and that golden age of piracy is part some people call that time period as well um the age of discovery mm-hmm. because it's when essentially europeans discovered and i'm using discovered in air quotations <laughs> yes. because as if it wasn't there before yeah, yeah. people lived in these places on yes. the large part but you know it's when europeans discovered a lot of places that they hadn't known existed beforehand and as a result that introduced them to all of these new concepts like new people new languages new animals all of these stuff like Mm-hmm. these new things and so when you use pirates now pirates are a great way of retaining some of that sense of unknowingness and of discovery and you know like this vehicle for things previously unfound and stuff like there's an exciting ability like you can tap into that with pirate narratives now so like is that why why um, pirates of the caribbean is so heavily linked to magic and to spiritual like realm of otherness yeah, I guess, like, I am, let me go on record as saying that I am terrified of the ocean. The ocean is dark and full of terrors, and I <laughs> want nothing to do with them. Okay. However, the sea is also deeply beautiful and mesmerizing. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, for as long as there have been humans, there have been myths and folk tales about the sea and what the sea
Cersei is hiding and stuff. And I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean combines everything that we've talked about pirates giving you with that folklore about the sea. So like as Pirates of the Caribbean becomes more pirates who are skeletal and never die and then the more mythology that becomes uncovered, it's really weaving together those two things which have always been a fascination for humans. Yeah, because like you have things like the Kraken and like all these like deep sea creatures and like magical towns and stuff that like exist like just out of like the reach of normal people. Yeah, but you know like a lot of that combines those very very old and ancient myths of stuff like the kraken and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but then with like contemporary pirates and it makes a fun rollicksome time of it all really yeah 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 um is there anything else you want to talk about specifically with treasure island and your reading of treasure island like i feel like i'm doing a lot of talking i didn't think that it would be as readable as it was so while like it was very much of its time all the characters are men i think yeah and it's like that kind of like um not lads on tour <laughs> yeah that's lads, lads. <laughs> like that popped pop <laughs> into my head i was like no that's wrong it's like an 18th century adventure novel isn't it like yeah. it's, there were many others of similar ilks mm-hmm. like you can like entirely understand how you can get swept up in the like enjoyment of the adventure and because like as we said like the book doesn't dwell on the consequences because if you do get like for instance there's the character who gets found on the island i don't recall his name ben gunn yeah he is the like one note the one reminder that there is like a seriousness to piracy yeah like in the same way that we talked about in um, richard the third that um queen margaret is your like come back to reality reminder like piracy isn't great guys yeah <laughs> just a reminder sometimes they maroon you on an island yeah <laughs> I would like to also give like two shout outs to adaptations of Treasure Island because there's been many. Mm -hmm. First of all, a Muppets Treasure Island is a goddamn gift to this world. Surrounded by danger. Terrific. Captured by crazed wild pigs and sacrificed hideously before a pagan altar. Are we lucky or what? I didn't get a chance to watch that for this. Like, I really wanted to. You should so watch it just as a piece of fun. Like, The Muppets doing anything is great. Yeah. (laughs) And then also, um, I think Disney's Treasure Planet is cracking. Okay. I've not seen that. Oh, it's one of the ones that didn't do so well. It was during that time. But it was during the time when Disney were doing loads of really interesting, unique films. So, like, Atlantis, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That was during the same time. It goes without saying, it's like a sci-fi version where, like, Long John Silver is an alien. Like, there's loads of aliens everywhere. And obviously, they're, like, travelling through space rather than across the ocean. And I think that really works because in our time when the world is pretty mapped out, space is obviously what the ocean would have been to people of the 17th century. This unknowingness where, like, there's always more to discover and stuff like this. Um, The final frontier, one might say. The final frontier, yes. Yes. Although someone told me the other day that we've apparently explored more of space than we have of the depths of our ocean and i was like i would like to keep it that way please <laughs> leave the krakens where they live <laughs> i cannot emphasize to you enough how much some of the things in the ocean terrify me and also the concept of what might still be there that we don't know about i don't need to know can we have in the next quiz have a forfeit of you doing a deep dive in the ocean like somehow oh, with some budget that we don't have no thank you but you could make <laughs> me watch videos of the horrifying things in the ocean and it would probably give me a similar effect because oh no noted <laughs> there's too many of them okay i don't i didn't need to know that giant squids existed
existed. Krakens, real life Krakens. I don't like squids and octopuses as it is. They have too many limbs and eels have not enough limbs. And quite frankly, they should learn to share with each other and then things would be better. (laughs) That is some fun logic you have there. Okay, back on topic. Yes. Just wanted to shout those two out because I think they're excellent pieces of media. And I think something we talk a lot about on this podcast is adaptation and Mm -hmm. how do you adapt something and make it new and fresh while also retaining like the essence. And I think both of those in their own weird ways did that quite well. Um, How would you compare the two in terms of their relation to the original book? Well, I mean, Muppet Treasure Island is of an equal level of um, of faithfulness as like Muppet Christmas Carol is. Mm -hmm. You know, like Muppets are surprisingly good at adapting things. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like it's this strange mix of like um, sincerity and comedy that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And whereas like Treasure Planet, Treasure Planet, again, like I feel like one thing that Treasure Planet does really well is it um, really builds on the character of um, Long John Silver and his relationship with Jim. Like Treasure Planet has like a real like father son vibe between the two of them that like genuinely is very touching, Mm -hmm. even though that you know that he's like an untrustworthy guy and stuff like this. You're still like, but their connection is real. I had no idea. So (laughs) I'd be sold. (laughs) Um, Can I move on to talk about another adaptation of course because the other show that i really want to talk about which is what set me off on my current pirate journey that i am on Mm -hmm. is the tv show black sails black sails is a combination of the whole concept is that it is the backstory to treasure island how did the treasure get on treasure island what is long john silver's backstory all of that jazz but at the same time it is also interweaving historical pirates into the story okay it is in my opinion one of the best shows i've ever watched okay (laughs) and i really wasn't expecting it to be yeah because like it sounds like a thing that would be this like fun of adventure that we've talked about but like i i can like imagine like it being just from not having watched it I can, like, imagine it being, like, in the same vein as, like, a Once Upon a Time, where, like, um, everyone is pretty and the acting is okay, but it's, like, just a lot of fun. That is where we started. Okay. Like, season one, yes, yes, yes. And that's what I went in thinking it was going to be. Like, mm-hmm. it's a stars production, so there's also a lot of, like, nudity and sex and stuff like this. Okay. What actually happened is character arcs the like of which i have not seen since things like battlestar galactica and stuff like this like where we started and where we ended up if you are someone who goes in with a knowledge of treasure island as characters appear you will be like oh so like billy bones is in it obviously and you're like well how did billy get from here to where we know he's gonna end up in treasure island Mm -hmm. it's a large cast and there is a lot of gray areas explored people who start off as morally good people descend into being more morally complex and people that you initially think are absolute villains again become more morally complex and more understandable as the show goes on and it just really went places i wasn't expecting okay like you had like all these feelings that like you didn't I know were coming. I have so many feelings. Also, it did a great thing, which I love when shows do, which it was like, we've got the potential for a love triangle. We're just gonna make it a three-way romance. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was like, yes! <laughs> 
finally. There was like a surprisingly large number of queer characters by the end, which I appreciated. Okay. There was like lots more roles for women than there may have, you know, other shows might have done. Yeah. I just feel like it was bloody great and I'd like more people to watch it and then come talk to me about it, please. Also, the music of the show is by Bear McCreary, who is a really great composer. He did the music for stuff like Battlestar Galacta. He is a big name in like TV show music world, and he's great. He's done loads of like taking um, pirate shanties and sea shanties and stuff, and then mm-hmm. like reworking them and then like using them as the soundtrack. And it was just really great. Okay. Um, who are the main creators um, behind Black Sails? Like in terms of like the showrunners or the writers or the actors, even. If you bear with me one second, I'm just going to get IMDb up so I can answer your question. Because I didn't make any notes because I didn't know how long you would indulge me with this. I am here on board. I am on board with hearties. <laughs> Black Sails. Um, the first season came out in 2014. The creators are Robert Levine and Jonathan E. Steinberg. Um, some of the top cast is um, Toby Stevens is Captain Flint. Luke Arnold is John Silver. Toby Schmitz is... Jack Rackham, Hannah New is Eleanor Guthrie, um, stuff like this. There are there are so many characters in it. I can't even. I I want to keep going. Like Zach McGowan is Captain Charles Vane. Andre Jacobs is De Groot. Tom Hopper is Billy Bones. I'm gonna stop because I feel like I'm going into too many. Uh-huh. Is um John Silver not long in Black Sails? <laughs> um, Black Sails is his backstory. So when you meet John Silver, he, for example, has both legs, and he's not long. He is part of there are like two main two three main threads running throughout I four would say. main threads no i'm gonna so say there are three main three main threads yeah one thread is how does john silver become this legend that is long john silver mm-hmm. and so it is looking at how this normal guy gets swept up and becomes this then figure of legend that is long john silver so he will become long john silver but you gotta wait a little bit to get there okay the the second thread which is definitely a big focus in the early seasons is captain flint who in treasure island is merely like only mentioned a few times but in this is like a real complex character like is captain flint good is captain flint bad he is i will say ruthless his plotline and his backstory drive a lot of the earlier two seasons i'd say whereas then john silver becomes although he is definitely present obviously as a main character like john silver becomes more of a driving force in events as it goes on as he Mm -hmm. gains more power and then the third thread would be sort of like the historical thread which is this looking at the pirate town of nassau looking at these historical pirates although i will say it's not historically accurate for a lot of stuff they take liberties obviously Mm -hmm. and then it's like what actually happened in real life is the british navy did take back nassau and so it's looking at this how nassau functions how these historical pirates like relate to nassau stuff like that is like i would say the third narrative thread okay sounds pretty cool actually it's very cool maybe you should like watch the first episode sometime maybe maybe (laughs) it was free with with, like amazon prime I mean, I can lend you the DVDs once I've got them back from my other friend who I've lent them to who hasn't watched them yet. Like, um, by the end of this, like, um, everyone that you know will have season one of Black Sails on yeah. DVD. 
and they should be grateful for it. <laughs> please, someone watch it, please. God damn it, just one person. Yeah. Like, I can talk to Mr. S about it, but I, he was there when I was watching it. We know what we think. Yeah, like, it's not the same, is it? No. no. <laughs> we went through it together, and believe me, it was a great journey, but I need someone else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So, if you had to summarize why you think that, that more people should be interested in the history of pirates and the fiction like around pirates how would you summarize that i personally think it is interesting to see how much of these ideas of pirates that we have what elements were real and what elements are exaggeration you know like as we've done here we've looked at why there is an appeal around pirates there is a moral complexity that is to be explored when you think about pirates in a real context. You said, like, why should I sympathise with murderers? Like, yeah. that's a valid question. <laughs> uh-huh. I think there is... One of the things I like about exploring history is exploring um, the emotionally complex realities of life. And it is definitely fun to learn about, oh, pirates had this cool weapon and they did this cool thing and stuff like that. But also, I enjoy exploring that emotional complexity where you try and analyse like okay well i do find pirates cool and i like this real thing and blah but then also like i have to balance it with the knowledge of these other real things which are not good and like i like going to history for that emotional complexity that you have to navigate what because you can't really get that from from fiction in the same way well, like fiction is great and like you know treasure island is a great adventure romp but also treasure island is an adventure romp like the realities yeah. of life are different mm-hmm. and there are periods of history where things are, are quite clear cut you're like oh yeah that was good and that was bad but then like a lot of life isn't like that to look at these morally grey things and to just be like, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I take into my life as I go forwards? Like, there are aspects of pirates which I think channeling is good, like questioning authority, yes, and stuff like that, but then also, like, maybe don't go murder people for their gold. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just, like, um, picturing you in some kind of classroom, like, trying to (laughs) teach these things, and being like... And then you then you challenge authority. No, 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 John, stop killing the guy next to you. That's wrong. That's too far. Yeah, I think I think I just always want to know things. Like I want to discover about things. Mm-hmm. And so like pirates is just a current historical moment which I've explored recently. And so I wanted to do an episode on it. Like I don't necessarily think they're like either the the worst or the best part of history. I just think they're interesting. Yeah. Valid. <laughs> Good because I don't have a better answer. At the end of each episode, we each assign a number of flailings to the things that we've been discussing. How many flailings would you give pirates? Slash, you can just do Treasure Island if you'd like. I'm going to say, like, pirates in general. I do fully understand the fun of pirates, obviously. Like, I'm not. (laughs) I'm aware. I'm aware. But I feel like I would give pirates a three. Yeah. Because I will, like, perk up if I hear, like, about pirates. But I'm not going to, like, seek out pirates. That's fair. That's valid. Yeah. Um. How about you? Um. I would say at this point in time, I'm probably in eight because I've just come off the heels of, of reading The Brief History of Pirates. And also, honourable mention, Mackenzie Lee's book, The Ladies' Guides to Petticoats and Piracy, which is a really great look at 
pirates and also like lady scientists and like discovery and stuff like this that's great Mm -hmm. i would say that i would expect that to go down over time i tend to go through moments of exploring certain historical periods and like i think as well different media consumption like you're like games whereas i'd be like books or Mm -hmm. tv shows or stuff which i think would lend themselves um in different ways to different topics so like currently i'm just hot on the heels of my coming off of reading about pirates phase yes i would imagine that to go down over time i would still say that i think black sails as a piece of media is fantastic and it will be one of my favorite tv shows for a long time Mm -hmm. if there's like a cool pirate series i might try it out but i don't specifically be like i have to hunt out and find pirate media okay that makes sense yeah i have one final thing that we need to do before we can end the episode okay i need you to do the whole episode again but in a pirate voice okay to which i will say babe we're from bristol our voices are pirate voices but more pirate voice (laughs) army hearties (laughs) there we go thank you thank you my gift to you And that's the end of this episode of You Know What I Like. Please leave a rating and a review. It helps other people find the show and we'd love to be able to play up more people. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to us ramble and please follow the podcast on Twitter at YKWILpodcast or drop us an email at YKWILpodcast at gmail.com. Come back next month when we get overly excited about The Lord of the Rings. Finally. (laughs) Overdue. Yes. (laughs) 